This teaching is from City Church Coventry. You can find us online at www.citychurchcoventry.org. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I choose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecute me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But all these things they will do to you on account of my name, because they do not know him who sent me. Well, good morning. Um, I trust that you remembered to um, alter your clocks back to GMT uh, last night. Um, If you didn't, let me congratulate you then on being very early for today's live stream. But as a church, you'll, uh, you'll remember that we're in a period of thinking about strengthening ourselves in the Lord and, and hence knowing increased resilience uh, and the products of that resilience. And uh, in that regard, last time Matthew spoke on the, in the Sunday morning live stream, um, he took the theme of the fruit of the gospel uh, and then, of course, more recently, Roger uh, led us in thinking for in a number of oh, three sessions. It was thinking about the importance of our hope and its place um, in strengthening ourselves in the Lord. Uh, and then again, last week, Simon continued on that theme, didn't he? And, uh, and he looked uh, and led us in thinking about uh, the anchor of our hope. Well. This morning, what I want to do is to add my contribution uh, into the into the mix and to lead us in thinking about uh, deep roots and abundant fruit. Deep roots, abundant fruit. <clears throat> and let me just begin by uh, briefly considering. Let's briefly considering some of the hard words. Uh, of Jesus, you know, the ones that, um, if we could, we'd like to run away from, but unfortunately, we we can't do that because Jesus uh, didn't he in his dealings with uh, those who came to him occasionally said some um, unpalatable things, um, like his response to the Gentile woman, for instance, the Syrophoenician woman um, who came to him begging that he would cast a demon uh, out of his infant daughter and um, his response to her included the statement that um, 
um, let the children be bed, fed first. Uh, it, for it's not right for the children's bread uh, and to be taken and throw it to the dogs. Um, of course, Jesus said to her that he'd come uh, to the children of Israel, to the house of Israel. And also in his response to those who regarded his being anointed with the costly contents of the alabaster flask um, and uh, the extravagant waste of that, and instead, uh, the, instead it should have been sold uh, and the money given to the poor. And uh, in response to that, Jesus uh, said, the poor you've always got with you, and whenever you want you can do good for them uh, but you will not always have me with you um, uh, you can read that account in Mark chapter 14 um, but those sort of things are uh, the uh, those sort of statements the, the sort of thing that would probably earn, earn some um, highly uh, high profile figure or celebrity in our present society, um, cancellation would be they'd be cancelled. Were, were they, you know, were they, were they to be heard? Were the statements to be heard? Um, but of course, men and and demons and Satan himself have been attempting to cancel uh, Christ for millennia. Um, but also there's a couple of hard messages uh, that perhaps the world may not blink at quite so much but you and I as believers as Christians um, we um, we uh, probably might do so and uh, like the occasion when <clears throat> Jesus approached the fig tree looking for fruit uh, and we're told that uh, when he came to it, and I'm quoting now from uh, Mark chapter 11, and all, all the references that I do read as I go through this morning are from the English Standard Version, as indeed uh, the uh, the reading, the, the initial reading uh, that we had uh, this morning was. Um, <clears throat> But uh, when Jesus approached the fig, fig tree, it says, when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. Uh, for it wasn't the, the, the season for figs. And he said to it, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. And there Jesus seems to have a fit of peak, doesn't he? Um, and his response seems unnecessarily harsh. And a bit petulant, particularly given that it wasn't even the season for figs. But the account teaches us that the importance of fruit to Jesus. He came looking for fruit, even though it wasn't the season for fruit. Uh, and Jesus knew it wasn't the season for fruit. The great creator, the creator, the creator uh, of all that is, the one who spoke all things into existence. He came knowing that it wasn't the season for fruit. And yet he saw and looked that the tree uh, just wasn't producing. And then again it's recorded in John chapter 15, verses 1 and 2. Um, words of Jesus this time. I am the true vine and the Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. 
and every branch that does bear fruit he proves that it may bear more fruit here Jesus is saying that if a a branch in him doesn't bear fruit then it's cut away it's pruned and these you know they may not be the sort of words of Christ that we meditate on for too long that we think about for too long but they make us realize the importance in our lives of fruitlessness um, Jesus to Jesus fruit uh, is important so with that in mind let's focus for a short time on uh, verse 16 of the reading that we heard uh, a little bit uh, earlier on from John chapter 15 so in John chapter 15 uh, verse 16 uh, we read this you did not choose me but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name he may give it to you <clears throat> and I just this morning I'd like to select four thoughts uh, from that verse for us to consider uh, and the first um, one that I'd like us to consider is the idea that we're chosen the thought that we're chosen you know Jesus says there doesn't, doesn't he that um, you haven't chosen me but I have chosen you you know there's a uh, there's a song um, that we don't sing very much nowadays uh, in fact certainly in our meetings we don't sing it at all and you don't hear it sung much at all really but it uh, it's called I have decided to follow Jesus um, you may you may here in sort of um, country and gospel uh, settings Um, but it says I have decided to follow Jesus no turning back no turning back and it's about the choosing of a pathway that the the songwriter has made Um, but the reality is that Christ's choosing uh, of us actually predates our choosing to follow him Um, in the um, first letter of John and chapter 4 verse 19 we read we love him because he first loved us and in just the same way you and I chose him because he first chose us you know um, um, in fact scripture indicates that you and I if you know Jesus uh, if you belong to the Lord that you were chosen before the foundation of the earth and whatever our ident- wherever we are in our identity today um, if you know Jesus if you know Christ then your um security your um, uh, knowledge today um, is ought to be that you have been chosen um, that you've been chosen in him and chosen to be part um, of God's people so we've been chosen and 
the second thought I want us to take out of that verse is that we are appointed or ordained, as some translations put it, or uh, called, as one particular translation puts it. Jesus has called us. Um, and what has Jesus ordained us or uh, appointed us or called us to? Well, we see that a little bit further on in the verse, that Jesus has called us to bear fruit, to bear fruit, and we'll think about that in a little bit more detail in a moment. <clears throat> but we've been called to bear fruit. We're called to bear fruit in exactly the same way that we are also appointed and sent or called to go and make disciples of the nations, God called to go and uh, preach the gospel to the unbeliever uh, in the world, as reported, as recorded in Matthew chapter 28 in verse 19, in that passage that um, goes under the heaven of, uh, under the uh, heading, <laughs> under the heading of uh, the Great Commission, Christ's Great Commission, to us and it's a calling for every believer you know you may not you may not be called to be an apostle uh, you may not be called to be a prophet uh, you may not even be particularly um, gifted but the calling to go and to bear fruit comes to us all to each and every one of us <clears throat> I mean coming back to that uh, thought the idea of bearing bearing fruit um, you know it's not simply to bear fruit not that that is simple but it's not uh, simply to bear fruit instead as the good news translation puts it it is to go and to bear much fruit you know the good news translation says this you didn't choose me but I chose you and appointed you to go and to bear much fruit um, a lot of fruit and we only need to turn to the um, description of the seed that fell into good soil in the uh, uh, parable of the sower for confirmation of this uh, in the very last statement I think um, is that uh, that Jesus, Jesus makes in the parable of the sower the very last statement there uh, that he makes is uh, another seed fell into good soil and produced grain um, growing up and increasing and yielding thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold so we may not produce the same quantities um, or even the same type of fruit um, so for instance I will not bear the, the, uh, the fruit of an apostle but good seed in good soil will bear abundant fruit. Abundant fruit. And then it goes on in verse uh, chapter, uh, uh, in, cha in John 14 and verse 6, uh, to say that we're to bear fruit that abides or endures, or fruit that will last. Um, not fruit that decays, not fruit that falls to the ground. Um, not fruit that's devoured even, uh, but fruit that will last. And there's a sense in which the fruit 
that was produced by those very first disciples abides or continues to this day in the generations of believers since that time which have grown and filled the earth with ongoing fruit uh, of their own including ourselves and that fruit will continue to abide as it goes on and populates heaven in which case the fruit of our lives will have an eternal dimension it's to go on into eternity go on with us into eternity and it may be that that statement you know that I'm sure you must have heard that we came into this world empty handed and we'll take nothing out for us actually isn't true because our fruit will go with us So we've been chosen and appointed to go and bear much fruit. Fruit that will last. Fruit that will endure. Um, And we know that Jesus is looking for fruit. And we know that Jesus said, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, the Father takes uh, and it's cut away. Uh, We also know that Jesus says in John chapter 15 and verse 5 that apart from me you can't do anything. So we can't bear fruit by our own efforts and exertion. In just the same way that a plant or a tree can't struggle and strive and exert itself to bear fruit. In fact it's probably not even focused on that at all. Instead it's the root network isn't it, that, uh, that does the work and that's seeking the moisture and that's seeking the nutrients uh, to, um, uh, for the plant. And um, in Colossians chapter 2, and verses 6 and 7, uh, we read this, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith just as you were taught abounding in thanksgiving and will produce fruit by becoming rooted and grounded and established in him in Christ in the uh, back end of 2019 um Kerry, uh, Kerry Jones, Kerry who uh, is the apostle to the church here, um, came to visitors and came to the Midlands. And um, we uh, we had a series of meetings with him. One in uh, one was in Leicester. Um, he visited here us here uh, in Coventry, of course. And in a couple of meetings, I remember him referring to and. Um, using as a sort of example and allegory, um, he referenced uh, tap roots, tap roots. And uh, I'm not a botanist. I'm not a biologist. I'm not really even a gardener. I do what I have to do to keep the keep the thing tidy. But uh, I investigated what a tap root was, and it apparently is 
the the large central uh, main root that comes down from a plant that anchors the plant uh, and from which all other roots grow out laterally and our taproot is to be rooted and grounded in him in Christ and something I've discovered is that you don't really know how strong a plant's roots are until you attempt to reposition it or pull it up or remove it and in the past I remember once in the house that we left to come and live in Coventry I wanted to remove a small willow tree that had become diseased and um, uh, I had a number of friends come and help me and we uh, we dug round it and we pulled and tugged and heaved and we finished up having to get the uh, get a four track vehicle with a tow bar and um, pulling the tree out using the vehicle it was so deeply rooted and uh, our um, our roots our tap roots our roots have to be just as deeply rooted just as strong uh, strongly rooted down in Christ <clears throat> just like that and then the taproot sends out lateral roots at various levels as it grows and plunges deeper and deeper, drawing moisture and nutrients from the soil around it for the plant and also for itself, that it might plunge deeper and deeper uh, in the soil and anchor and ground the plant. <clears throat> And these new roots are constantly looking for new sources and areas of nutrient and water. And for you and I, these lateral roots that are to go out are to bring nourishment, um, nourishment to us um, through prayer. Looking to him. And as we look to him and spend time with him in prayer through his word as we are looking to him in his word to see more of Christ. Um, through faith, as we look to him and uh, learn to depend on him and trust him in increasing measure in faith. Through love, as we uh, look to see Christ increasingly in our brothers and sisters and fellow church members, uh, look to see Christ in them and not look for faults or not focus on faults which you will find, look at me, you'll find plenty of uh, faults <clears throat> and through worship, roots of worship looking to him um, as we increase uh, in awe and wonder and amazement and in worship uh, to him deep roots produce abundant fruit so I've finished now what I want to say but just let me uh, conclude by asking a question where are you rooted 
Because maybe you've been listening to this this morning and uh, listening to talk the, me talking about roots and fruit and you don't even know Christ as your saviour. You don't even know Jesus. And at present, for whatever reason, um, you feel uprooted and cast to one side. Maybe a long-term a long-term relationship has just come to an end, and and now you feel uprooted, or perhaps you've lost a business, or a, or a career through the pandemic that we're all caught up in at the present, and you too feel uprooted and directionless. <clears throat> well, if you feel like that that way, just allow me to remind you of the Bible verse that I quoted earlier from Colossians chapter 2 verses 6 and 7 it says as you have received Christ in the Lord so walk with him rooted and built up in him and established in the faith you can know a new rooting and a new establishing in your life as you receive Christ into your life as your Saviour and your Lord. Your relationship, broken relationship, may not be restored. Your business career, uh, your business or your career uh, may not be recovered, but you will have begun a new life rooted in Christ that will continue on into eternity. And if that's you, then please feel feel free to contact us via our website. <clears throat> and someone there will come back to you and be only too thrilled to help uh, and to be a friend to you. Um, thank you for listening. And just let me pray as we finish. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you've chosen us to know you. I thank you that we are chosen. I thank you that we're called to go and to bear much fruit. And I thank you, Father, that you've called us to bear fruit that will endure, <clears throat> that will last. And Father, I just pray now that for all of us and for those listening, that you will help us to put down deep roots, deep roots into Jesus, that we might draw from him nutrient, food, refreshing. Father, that will enable us to produce abundant fruit, abundant fruit in this world which will glorify and manifest the glorified Christ uh, to those around us. Father, I thank you for our time. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to this teaching from City Church Coventry. You can find more great teaching and other resources on our website at www.citychurchcoventry.org. Thank you.